And then when the season came around, the very first meet, I hurt my foot. I hurt my foot, and I could not jump for the next week and a half. Okay. Wow, wow. <laughs> we're like here. We are here. Episode 14, baby. We're obviously not in our normal location. I mean, I'll, let me explain why we're not in our no- normal location. It's episode 14 of the Realist Podcast. Um, I wish I could say there's a banner, but there's a mountain. I don't know what mountain that is. What mountain is that? got to be a pretty cool mountain. Mount Everest, maybe. We'll just say that because that's, like, the only one that I know. <sighs> man, oh, man. I'm so excited to be here, Nationers. Uh, we're in a treehouse. Yeah. We are in a treehouse right now in the middle of nowhere. I am recording this podcast remotely, which I'm really, really excited about. I will warn you, this will be probably a shorter episode than most just because... There's not much topics to talk about today. I just want to talk about the recent events such as the Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley fight, the things going on in my YouTube career right now, things that I'm engulfing myself, indulging myself, involving myself. Yeah, involving myself with why am I in a treehouse, which is kind of tagged along tagged along about the engulfing, indulging, involving part. And my recent, uh, well, not my recent, because it hasn't happened yet. My upcoming, that's the word, upcoming Spartan race. I'm so excited just to be here, just to actually sit down here on, I guess, maybe the new set of the Realist Podcast. Yeah. I... Okay, that's a lie. I'm only here for a day. I'm only here for a night. It is currently oh, it's currently 7:58. I would be finishing my DoorDash shift right now, but I DoorDashed yesterday because I knew I would be here today. Here in the middle of nowhere. This this Airbnb. Uh if you guys have been following my main channel for a while, you would know about my summer bucket list. And on my summer bucket list was to Airbnb somewhere. So that's what I'm doing. I'm airbnb at this really dope treehouse. Like, everything is, like, made out of wood. Like, this is wood. Even this corner piece is wood. I live, I sleep up there. You guys can kind of see it on the uh, video right now. But also, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, subscribing on any platform that you guys are watching this on. I really do appreciate it. It really does mean a lot to me having your guys' support. And... I'm really, really excited for the future, and we'll get into that a little bit here in, in a few moments. But I, I want to just talk about and explain why I'm in a treehouse, because I feel like that's the most important, pertinent conversation to have right now. Because I want, well, I want to complete the summer bucket list as much as I can. I, I know that I'm not going to be able to complete at least a few items, such as like indoor skydiving, stuff of the stuff. Some of the stuff in Seattle, I don't know if I can do. I was planning on doing it after my Spartan race, but it doesn't look like I can. 
So it, it kind of kind of breaks my heart. I wish I could do it after this, but I also can't. I I just have other things that I need to do that kind of got in the way, if that makes sense. But it's not a bad thing. I'm sure we'll be able to do stuff like that uh, in the in the future. You know, we did the bungee jumping. We did the zip lining. Those are like things crossing my bucket list. Surprisingly enough, the bucket, the bungee jump wasn't even on the bucket list. I just did that. I just wanted to do that. I thought it was cool. So I did that. We did the zip lining trip. I didn't make it into a video because it wasn't really fit for a video. It was it was more fit for like an Instagram like video. It was more fit for something like that. And a, a few TikToks here and there. If anything, Nationers, you guys should go follow me on my Instagram and my TikTok at I'm the real Jared because you guys will get kind of a little bit of those videos that don't really make the cut as a full YouTube video. Um, this Airbnb one will be a a YouTube video. I will inform you on that, which I which you know, if anything, is is good because I can kind of make a whole thing about this, and you'll kind of you'll kind of understand if you go check out the video, which is live right now. Like I said, on my main channel, the Real Jared. I'll leave a link in the description, and I I you you'll understand why I'm doing a podcast because there's really not much to do here in the in the treehouse, right? There's really not much to do. So I figured it would be best. Let's record episode 14 here in the treehouse. Mind you, I do want to let you guys know this is pre-recorded. I mean, all the podcasts are, I guess, pre-recorded. But this is uh, actually before episode 13. Episode 13, we're going to have a guest. I'm going to upload that. And then episode, episode 14, which is this one, because I still have to actually edit the main video, if that makes sense. I got to edit that and then post that. This, this podcast, so I figured I would, I knew that I would get episode 13 out before I could get the main channel out, so I kind of planned that out and all that good stuff. Like I said, we're going to, we're going to dive deep into my dedication towards YouTube. You know, that's a big thing to talk about today, but most importantly, I want to talk about the recent boxing match that had gone on between Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. We're, I'm just going to give you just kind of my thoughts on the events, my thoughts on uh, the results, the under, not even undercard, just the other fighters and the other fights on the card, and just kind of like what's next for the state of boxing. As I've said before, I'm a big fan of Colin and Samir. I love their videos, their, their kind of breakdowns of certain topics, and the topic that they had uploaded was how Jake Paul saved boxing. I watched it after the fight, and it it made sense. You know, they run down the timeline of this YouTube boxing, which kind of became celebrity boxing, and they've talked about it before on their channel, and I thought it was really, really intriguing, you know, that they kind of, like, named Jake Paul as the savior, which I guess kind of makes sense, you know, with the recent fight that just happened and all the other things that he's done. Uh, besides his brother, who obviously fought like one of the greatest boxers of all time in Floyd Mayweather. I'm going to sit up because I feel like it's a little bit more proper. I was getting like really getting comfy. I might have might have fallen asleep on the podcast. But beyond that, you know, obviously there's been big boxing matches, you know, with the KSI Logan Paul 1 and 2 and even Jake Paul fighting uh, some pretty 
you know, pr- pretty solid athletes in their in their own right. You know, boxing in itself is not something you just pick up and are a master at. It's not like running, you know. It's not like checkers, you know. Like, there's certain things that you kind of just, like, understand that you're not going to be a master at right away. And for the most part, I'm pretty good at most anything that I do. I mean that in the most humblest way possible. But boxing... Is, is something that you really just need to have discipline in and just learn from those who know more than you. And that's that's the uh, that's the thing that I, I think separates a lot of these you, athletes and fighters. That's the biggest thing is, is, is the striking sport in boxing. And in regards to the fight, Jake Paul won the fight with a split decision. The scorecards, however, they do show a split decision, but the scorecards, the scorecards make no sense. Like, they make sense in my mind for one of them. And I believe that was either the middle person or the left person. I really don't know. The middle one kind of makes sense to me because theoretically... if I were to tell somebody how the fight went, Jake Paul starts hot as he normally does, makes it through the first three rounds out of eight, you know, wins them 10-9, 3-0, 10-9 each round, so three three rounds Jake Paul, right? That makes sense to me. Then for the next five, Tyron Woodley kind of takes charge. He basically takes charge into the uh, the fight. You know, that makes sense to me. You know, three to five, three, five to three rounds, Tyron Woodley would have won. That that makes sense to me. I could also see in one of the other scorecards where they kind of flip-flop a few rounds. Jake Paul won like the first two, then Tyron Woodley won the next uh, three, and then it goes back to Jake, and then the, and then the next, uh, the final few are for Tyron. So Tyron would have won. Um... Which kind of makes sense to me, you know. Jake Paul won four to four to three or four. Well, I guess it would have. Uh, no, it would have been five three rounds then. Yeah, five three rounds. Tyron Woodley. That would have made sense to me, you know. Do I believe Tyron Woodley won the fight? I, I I believe he won in certain aspects. I don't know if he won the full fight. I think the one hardest thing to judge was the cardio. That was the main thing that I think Jake Paul, we haven't seen him because he's knocked out mainly all his opponents within the first round, besides Nate Robinson. And it's really hard to judge what was going to happen when it hit that eighth round, you know, even that fifth round, even the second round. Like, we have no idea what that gas tank looks like. Tyron Willis definitely had the gas tank. Jake Paul was breathing heavily, like... You know, like, as much breath as you could take. And, you know, Jake Paul was running around. There was a lot of technique that just kind of seemed... That just kind of fell out the... It fell to the wayside once it got into the further rounds. It was survival mode. And not a bad survival mode, I will admit. But you could definitely tell that, like, the fundamentals were gone. You know, it was just kind of like... That's win this round, maybe with, like, a... You know, just punching here and there. And I guess maybe it worked, you know. Uh, and the one big thing about the judges, there's there's two big things that I want to kind of touch on. 
one of them was on the broadcast. They had mentioned that these are very inexperienced judges. And to whatever regard that is, I don't understand, A, why they said that, and two, why they would have inexperienced judges in a fight like this. And not to say, I would say, yes, it is a pro fight. I understand that there may be inexperienced judges, but a fight like this doesn't make any sense to me. And I also want to touch on that there was two judges from Ohio and another from, like, uh, like Connecticut or something, like Colorado. Uh, I don't know if that has to play any, anything. I think that's just kind of, like, me, like, not even me, just, like, thinking too deep. I, I think it's just thinking too deep. You know, it's like, oh, there's two judges from Ohio. That's where the Paul brothers are from. Oh, it looks like uh, Jake Paul won the fight in a split decision. That would make sense. You know, I don't even know who the judges... I don't know which judge was from... I don't know which judges were from Ohio, so I can't even say that. Um, and it just doesn't make any sense why they would say that. Like, in, like, round five or six, they, like, mentioned that. And it just, like, like made no sense to me. But they're like, you know, these are... These are, you know... These... These judges are inexperienced. Uh, you know, back to you, Stephanie. Why? Just why? I actually, I actually saw that. I, I didn't catch it on the broadcast itself. I watched Israel Adesanya, one of the uh, champions in the UFC right now in, in his weight division. Uh, he was doing like a reacting to it, and he was watching the fight here and there with little snippets of it. And he he had caught on to it, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So I guess kind of what I was saying was latched off from him because he had men, he had noticed it and mentioned it in his video. So that, that to me, just makes no sense why there would be, A, inexperienced judges, and, two, why they would even mention it. Well, that's a part of me. That's not, that's not my thing. So, yeah, my overall thoughts of the fight, I think it was great. I think the entire card was well. Obviously, there was a lot of people. A lot of money uh, dished out to the fighters uh, in their paychecks. And it, it, it's a perfect formula. Fighting is a perfect formula. You know, a lot two people putting a lot on the line to win, you know? Like, that is, that is quite literally the thing, you know? That is quite literally the main reason why these fighters are fighting. You know, they're putting their dignity, they're putting their pride on the line. To go fight, especially Jake Paul. Everyone wants to see him lose. Like, quite literally, most people want to see him lose. And that's what made Floyd Mayweather one of the greatest fighters of all time. The most polarizing fighter of all time. Yeah, he's great. Regardless of 50-0, he could be 10-0 and people still want to see him lose. It only grew exponentially as he kept fighting and kept winning. And that, to me, as long as Jake Paul keeps winning, he's making bank. He will be he'll he will keep making bank. He will keep selling out crowds. He will keep taking up text in your headlines. He will keep doing that as long as he keeps winning. That's not a scary thought, surprisingly enough. You know, I've been watching Jake Paul ever since twenty sixteen and Logan Paul kind of in twenty nineteen post Japan. But I've been watching the Sidemen ever since they kind of started. And it's kind of appalling to me. It really is. How long I've been watching these people. And watching them grow. And I put out a recent TikTok, Instagram 
like saying, I have a big dream to hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the year. My name is Jared Hathaway, and I'm a YouTuber. You may not know my name yet, but one day you will. That to me, though it's in this kind of like throwback, hey, check out my channel type thing, it's it really means a lot to me, and I don't know if it really means a lot to anybody else because they're not me. Uh, but if you had watched that video, it's like, if you were to deconstruct it, it's like, why do you put that in there? And I, I then follow it up as like, I've been doing YouTube for seven years, and I and I began because of Vanos Gaming and Casey Neistat, and now I want to make a name for myself. And that's the biggest thing for me, is I want to make a name for myself in this field of content. I want to make a name for myself in this field of YouTube and streaming in anything that I do, in Spartan racing. I want to become the biggest entertainer, the biggest content creator on this platform. You know, like that's what I want to do, and I'm willing to do that solo. That's what I've been doing for the past seven years is do this solo, is to do everything in a way that's authentic to me, in a way that's authentic to myself. And surprisingly enough, I just thought that, I just thought that, you know, I've been actually watching Jake and Logan since Vine Days in like 2014, 2013, crazily enough. And like imagine that, seven years of just straight content. Eight years of just straight content. And now they are some of the most polarizing figures on the platform. In the world, quite quite frankly. You know, eight and, letter, eight and nine letter names. Like, how insane is that? And my name is Jared Hathaway. That's 13 letters. God. Ah. <laughs> Not to even mention the middle name. That's 17. That's, like, combined what they have. So, beyond that, like, in reality... I'm not there yet, but one day I will be, you know? 100K by the end of the year, Nationers. Like, can we hit that? We really can. With your guys' support, we could definitely do that. I'm going to continue to put out amazing content, like the Treehouse video that you should check out after this, because quite literally, I I just want to change the world. I really, really do. And I spent... A lot of time learning. I spent a lot of time failing. You know, I've done so many different things that are so unsustainable. And I feel like now I've finally really hit my groove and finally hit the content that I really want to push out and actually complete and do. And that kind of brings me into my next point is my dedication towards YouTube and my dedication towards this. Like I said, if you have been watching the channel for a while, you would know about a few videos in that same timeline of the summer bucket list, you know, of me kind of stepping away from the sport of track, stepping away from my education to really engulf myself, indulge, involve, I don't know which word is proper there, but really, really involve my, in, I, what word works there? Um, I just really, I went, I dove off the deep end. 
I dove off the deep end in a way that not many people saw coming. You know, mm. the video of me, <laughs> the video of me, surprisingly enough, making the decision to not go to school, more, more importantly, not continue a track because it took a lot of time out of me. It took a lot of time out of what I really truly wanted to do. You know, track's going to take me so far. And that's the one thing that really was a deciding factor for me is I knew track could only take me so far. I really love track. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who are listening to this who really love what they do. And for me, when I when I was kind of coming up with that decision and kind of coming up with like what do I do? What what like what do I do? Like it makes no sense for me to just like leave everything that I've so graciously worked for in in a track career behind to go do something that you have found little success in. You know, like how insane is that to think about? I was a state champ. Am I the state YouTuber? Like how does that work? Who 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 decides that? There's like no accolade. Like, oh yeah, you hit a thousand subscribers. Congratulations. Like what <laughs> like there's nothing there's no like meritable like thing other than maybe like a streamy that could really be like, oh you won state, congratulations. Behind. You know, like like not many people do that. If any, you know, like a lot of people leave their education. That makes sense. But I had so much going for me. I was working my tail off every day just to compete. And then when the season came around, the very first meet, I hurt my foot. I hurt my foot and I could not jump for the next week and a half. And by the time I got ready to go jump again, I hurt my hamstring. Ah! I compete five jumps and long jump. Five jumps and long jump. Just five. I make it a finals too. My fifth jump. <laughs> My hamstring. How dare it. Strained. Oh my god. It's strained. I strained my hamstring. I strained my hamstring. Was out for the next week. Came back the following week. Jumped on kind of a... It was alright. It was like 90%, 85%. It was still jumpable. Not great. It was an awful meet for me. <laughs> it was in the pouring rain. And it was only me and this other athlete who I was actually going to, I was considering becoming teammates with. And, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was pouring down rain. And it was us two. So we just need a legal jump to make it to finals, right? A legal jump to make it in the finals. And we both get one. And by the time we get the finals, he was done. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. Like, why? I got to go so fast. There's no other athletes to go in front of me to jump. So it was literally just like three jumps, like boom, boom, boom. And that didn't, I don't know. I mean, I felt good the day of. I didn't really feel too good the day after. So I come back. The Wednesday hits. And my hamstring just says, you know what? You've had enough. <laughs> you know you just recover from the hamstring injury. Wait, was it that next Wednesday? <laughs> like, wait, I gotta, I gotta run back through this timeline. So I, yeah, I jump, and then we have uh, the next meet. Um, 
Yeah, we, oh, yeah, yo, low-key it was. Yeah, so that next Wednesday, my hamstring started acting up again. I'm like, bro, like, what in the world? Like, you're kidding me. So, we, uh, you know, we don't jump the next weekend, unfortunately. And we have our last meet the next Wednesday, the following Wednesday. So, like, a week before my final meet of my collegiate career, I have a reoccurring hamstring injury, take the meat off, and then come back and jump both uh, long and... Did I do long and triple? I think I did. No, I didn't do like... I didn't do long at all like this season. I just did triple. And I did really well at it, you know? I did well. There was four athletes. All of them I knew. One was my teammate. Another that I was going to become a teammate with. And then Bobby Say. So... Yeah, I was like, oh, no, my hamstring coach. And she's like, how about we put you on the bike? And I'm like, no, you're I'm not going on that bike. I will not go on that bike ever again. That's what caused my knee injury, my like knee injury that I've had for like the past like four years. And I'm just like, no, you do not put me on that bike. I am saying no. I'm like, coach, I will literally just do abs and I will, I, you know, I'll just do core. I know exactly what's going to happen. You know, we're going to rest. We're not going to do anything tomorrow. We're not going to do anything Wednesday. We're not going to compete Saturday. And you know what? We're going to come back this next week, and we're going to be fine. Okay? I am not going on that bike. And I'm like, no. And she's like, you know, I'm like, she's like, uh, okay, uh, why not? I don't want to go on the bike. <laughs> I'm like, I had to lay my foot down and be like, I will not go on that bike because that's what caused my knee injury. And then I couldn't, I couldn't really, I couldn't really jump. And I think there might've been like a week or two that I just kind of missed in there because I couldn't, I couldn't physically jump because of my knee. So yeah, that was, that was a ton of fun. And surprisingly enough, you know, I ended the season off well and you know, we did well. We, we had fun. Okay. Pillow, what are you doing dog? Like what's going on? Let's just, like, get comfy here. Let's get real comfy, real nice and comfy, you know? So, yeah, that's how that went. And like I said, my dedication towards YouTube, like, I was all in on this track thing. You know, I still was. I still went to one college, uh, was in talks with, like, a few other colleges in, like, the Midwest, in the area, the PNW, and I eventually just kind of... uh. I didn't want to shoot myself in the foot, most importantly. So I, I, I was still in talks, you know. Uh, I was supposed to fly down to Boise. Miss my flight. <laughs> what a terrible memory. I have that video, too, of me just crying. Of just like, fuck! Like, how, how did I miss my flight? I slept in too late. And I got there, like, like 30 minutes before the plane took off. Like, bro... I've learned my lesson now. You know, it always takes like a rookie rookie mistake to kind of learn your lesson when it comes to flying. So, I learned my lesson, okay? I learned my lesson to not show up 30 minutes before your flight takes off because dumbass me had to had to go up to the receptionist to check in. She's like, um, you know, that flight's actually full now because uh, you didn't show up. Uh, you know, um, we could reschedule you. And I'm like... Um, I didn't bring my laptop. 
bunch. Okay, you know what? And I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go. You know, excuse me, I got to go make a phone call real quick. You may never see me again, but that was really, really tough. And they're like, oh, what is it? They're like, well, if you're not going, you know, like, call this, call these people and try and get your flight refunded. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I called. And it's like, how may we assist you? Click one, two, click two, two, and click five. I'm like, bro, this does not give me anything that I need. And I'm like, okay, reservations, blah, blah, blah. Just like my, just like my strangers uh, control my life for 24 hours. Like, uh, how may I help you? And I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't expect anybody to answer. I called a hotel in that video, too. That was really funny. You should check out that video as well while you're over there after the treehouse video because it's an amazing video. I just know it. I, I could think it, it's not edited, but I I know it is. So, you know, I, I called blah, 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 and then I had to go call the coach and be like, uh, hey, uh, hey, coach, you know what? I missed my flight. I'm a little upset. You know, I imagine you had things planned. I had things planned, and I wanted to uh, film the process. And I guess I got to film the process. Of me crying. I got to fill the process of me crying. So that was that was a ton of fun. Um, and so just drove home, went downstairs. My dad's like, oh, you're home? And I'm like, yeah, I missed my flight. So, yeah, that was, that was fun. And, yeah, and then I made the decision video. And then I've been making banger videos ever since. Strangers control my life for 24 hours. Eating the hottest wings in my city. Spartan Race, podcast video, treehouse video, and a lot more to come. Just wait. There's going to be so many good videos uh, coming up really, really soon. So I'm really, really excited to get into YouTube a little bit more seriously for the next six-ish weeks. I think this video will come out next Monday, this Monday, yeah. So... A lot of banger videos coming out very, very soon. I've, I have one video that I'm, it kind of takes some time, surprisingly. Well, I guess it's like, you know, I'm contacting people, so it kind of just, it's just a waiting game to see if things happen and things can progress. But I'm really, really excited for that video to come out. It's kind of semi-done. I just actually need to record most of it. Like, I have the script for it because it's it's mainly just kind of like a semi-storytelling video, but also a really fun video. And, yeah, even with that, like, I have some videos that I'm just, you guys are not going to believe that I did. Did I scratch myself there? Is that a, what? Oh, wait, what is going on here? I have no idea. Hold on. I think I got it like a little, little, like, yeah, I think I got it. But, yeah, some of these videos you just can be like, wow. Like, I, you know, I just know it. You guys are going to be like, wow, with some of these next videos that I have lined up. So just be prepared for that, you know, as we kind of close up the summer bucket list. I'll probably go a little bit over with some of the ideas because some of the ideas are generally really, really good. So we're going to try and do that. Fill out like a whole bunch of great content. Uh, A video per week, Nationers. One video for the next six weeks starting today. This is... uh, Episode video one, video one of six for the next six weeks. Our goal is to hit 100K by the end of the year. I have things planned out. I got podcasts planned out. It's going to be a banger of a time. And I'm really, really excited to get into it. Like, quite frankly, like, I'm really, really excited to get into it and just fully involve. I don't know. I don't know the word. 
uh, involve myself and connect myself with something bigger than me. And that is Creator Now. I'm a part of Creator Now, which is kind of like a, a program, uh, a mentorship course for aspiring YouTubers like me, the real Jared. <laughs> peace, peace. That's me. So, Iraq, you may know him. I've talked about him a few times on the podcast. If you guys have been watching for uh, since since basically the beginning, I talked about him since uh, like episode six. After we, I did like two solo episodes, and he was he was mentioned in it with Colin Samir and Ryan Trahan. Episode five, David 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 Dobrik is vlogging again. That's that's the uh, this setup is so is so jank, but um. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been guess that's what I got myself into for $250. I uh season 3 of of Creator Now just came out and I joined in. I was one of the first members to join and I bought it right as it was announced and I got in as you should if you're paying $250. And I today's actually the second day of it, so I haven't actually like fully fully uh, done anything on... I've done a lot the first day, but I also had to go, like, DoorDash and then get ready for this, so I'm still trying to, like... I'm getting... I While I have a lot of time tonight, I'm going to be doing that. It is currently 8.27. Oh, jeez, it's really 8.27, bro? Oh, my God. 8.29, that clock's off. How dare you clock? So I get a lot of notifications. I have, like, four right here. So... Yeah, there's a oh, I even have more more than that. Jesus. I have like 12. There's like every notification comes through, so I get a lot. I definitely get a lot. But beyond that, that's like my dedication to YouTube, you know? Like I kind of ran through the, the ups and the downs of 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 YouTube and of Jesus Christ, what is going on with this mic? Um the uh, mic. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. Hello mic. Okay, this is... What is going on? What the fudge is going on? Hello? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's basically my uh, my dedication towards this YouTube channel. You know, six weeks, six videos, banger videos, I should say, for you guys, the Nationers. Again, our goal by the end of the year is to hit 100,000 subscribers, and I genuinely believe that we can do that. I genuinely believe that we can do that. If we continue to just post out great content for you guys to watch, comment, like, and most importantly, subscribe. Because 100K, I want to get that plaque, and I want to put it up in that podcast room. I really, really do. I want to put it up in the podcast room. Maybe even the the stream setup, but I feel like the podcast room just like deserves it. Maybe if we had 100K on the podcast channel, that would be really, really awesome. If we were to um, hit 100K on that, even 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year on this channel would be really, really awesome. I think that would be really, really dope. I'm just excited to continue to grow and continue to invest myself in this YouTube channel, you know? Like I said, I've been doing this for seven years. I kind of took it semi-seriously in the vlog scene as I kind of went on, but really, really seriously in 2018. Uh, and just making content, but I wasn't making meaningful content. I wasn't making anything that was spectacular, anything that stood out from the rest, you know? Uh, even then, like, I mean this in the most humblest way possible. 
I think there is a lack of authenticity on YouTube that I see very prevalent. I, I hear so many people like, oh, like, I want to do this and I want to do that and I want to, you know, make it big and I have all these big goals, but they lack so many areas. Knowledge of YouTube. Knowledge of videos and how to make a video as a whole. Knowledge of the expectations, you know, of how, how it's going to go. Like, yeah, most anybody's first video is either A, going to be like, really, really bad, or if you have, like, some support cast that you just, like, posted on your socials, it's going to do bits. It's going to get 100 to 200 views, roughly, maybe even 500 views if you're lucky, but then it just deteriorates more and more and more. I see it all the time, and the thumbnails are not good. The titles are not good, and it's a learning process, and I... Mind you, I mean this in the most humblest way possible because I was there. I was very much there at one point in my YouTube career. I made these really bad thumbnails. I made these really bad titles thinking that they were going to be like, I just titled videos. Like that's basically what I did. But to title a video properly, there's difference between doing a thumbnail and title versus doing it properly. There is very much a difference. You know, like, let's say it's like, let's do the treehouse video, right? I'm probably going to, I probably named that like overnight at a five-star treehouse or five-star Airbnb overnight in a, in a overnight, staying overnight, overnight in a, in a treehouse. This is just something off the top of my head. I don't know what I'm going to title it quite yet, but I, along those lines. And in essence, you know, like. Imagine if I said, like, I stayed in this treehouse for 24 hours. I spent $356 on a five-star treehouse. I spent um, staying at Airbnb treehouse for 24 hours. Staying overnight at Airbnb treehouse I stayed overnight in this five-star treehouse, and this is what happened. And the video has kind of nothing to do with it. Like, you definitely got to match those. You, like, and a whole bunch of exclamation marks and, like, dot, dot, dots or, like, stuff like that. And it, it, it doesn't worry me. But it also kind of, because it's not my problem. But it's just, like, how can I guide people down the right path? I got a recent message uh, on one of my Instagram posts, quite frankly. I'll show you guys because it really, I was driving and I saw it and I was just like, wow, like I really, really, really like need to share this on the podcast because it really meant a lot. It really meant a lot to me. Uh, Shout out Faith. Shout out Faith. I've known Faith for a few years now. Uh, Stellar basketball player. And Faith says, I love your videos, man. I know I, I know that when I have reached out for advice on what to what you film with and other things regarding YouTube, you were so amazing to answer and help me out with that. I have went from 10 subscribers to around 627. 
as a 12-year-old youth just trying to make a my dreams a reality. You have inspired me countless times. Keep on grinding, and I enjoy the content, my friend. Like, how can I use my knowledge to impact people like Faith? To impact people who want to follow their dreams. And in essence, that's why I started a podcast. To share my thoughts. And probably people aren't going to be like, hmm... A podcast, huh? You're going to, like, invite guests, talk about, like, basketball, talk about, like, perseverance, talk about, like, confidence, talk about your tragic homecoming date story. Like, is that what you're going to talk about? Okay, cool. But, like, this other podcast is, like, doing all this. Like, you should talk about, like, RC cars. Like, I really find that interesting. I also, I, you know, you know that Logan Paul guy, you know, call her daddy, Joe Rogan. Are you going to be like Joe Rogan? Uh, like, I'm Jared Hathaway. That's me. That's me, Jared Hathaway. Again, I'm trying to make a name for myself, trying to make a name for the Nationers, because quite frankly, I've never heard that name before it, in, in, in respects to like a fan base, you know, like, I don't even know if Casey Neistat has, like, a fan base name, but, like, the Mafia, the Maverick, you know, Mavericks, Low Gang, Jake Paulers, you know, stuff like that, Later Gang, uh, how, how many community, <laughs> you know, there's always, like, fan bases out there, but, like, I've yet to hear Nationers, you know, like, being a Nationer is being confident in the things that you want to do, that's the most important thing, the most important thing is to be confident in the things that you do, and that's what really drove me to, like, build a podcast and build a set. Mind you, if this is your first episode, this is not the normal podcast setup. So feel free to watch any more videos because the setup's actually quite great. And just to see, like, the photos on there and to see the big banner with the Realist Podcast on it, it really just, like, warms my heart that it's, like, there. And it's, like, it, it felt real when I put that sign up. I was just, like, damn. Like, wow, like we, we are here at the Realist Podcast. And I just looked at it and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that. I literally could not believe that, that we were like there, like in the, mo well, I was in the moment <laughs> because I was there. But like, even like Julia said, like living life one moment at a time. And even for like the past like two months, even my entire life, it's all about like, li okay, hold on. It's just, what is going on with all the cables here? God dang it. Cable management, PewDiePie would be really mad with me. <sighs> Sorry, PewDiePie. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just like putting an effort towards something like this was, it wasn't easy. You know, you got to promote yourself. You know, you got to do things that are out of your comfort zone. And not to say that this is out of my comfort zone, but. I understand for a lot of these guests, it is very much out of their comfort zone. It it just is, you know. Like you have, I I have no idea. I don't even know if they. I don't even know if they have any idea, like how how nerve wracking it can be to be on camera for the first time and like say something that's like, oh my gosh, like you, you what? Like oh my gosh, Stephanie. Like how? Oh my god. So it's 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 definitely out of everyone's comfort zone. I can and I've definitely. You know, felt that and known that. Episode 13, I, I know that guest. Mind you, this is prior to the recording of episode 13, but I know that guest is definitely not nervous to be on camera. So 
uh, and, it, and it's different for everybody, you know? Like, some people just, like, are thrive on the camera. Some people are like, oh, my God, the camera's turned on. Like, what do I do? Like, even John, like, one of the most confident people that I know was, like, nervous to be on camera. And we didn't even end up using the video because it was too laggy. And it was just like, I cannot post this as my first podcast, you know? Like, you understand what John looks like. He's in the thumbnail. So, like, I, I, would, I just decided, I'm like, I don't need the thumbnail to be, like, just shown up. I'm just going to, like, post, like, a little something. Like, you know, like, I post what I posted. And it's our only audio podcast up to this date on YouTube. So, shout out John Watkins. We'll make sure to have John on later on as we continue to grow. Because I really want to make sure that we get him on. Like, even when we if we move sets... That's a goal of mine is to to grow and expand through that set and build a new one, you know, and build a bigger and better set. That's like the goal. That is the goal. So I'm excited for just the endeavors that that YouTube has to offer, but it's all about putting in work. I think the one thing that I wanted to get back into when people are talking about, oh, I have this goal that I really want to hit, but I just haven't. I don't know what to do, and what I've been doing just isn't working, and I just, man, I just, I just want to quit. Don't quit. Keep learning from your failures. That's the biggest thing. But most importantly, it's, it's all about understanding that everything is not going to be perfect. Failing, the one thing that I've said for years is you are not a failure until you quit. You could fail a thousand times, but as long as you don't quit, you're not a failure. You can fail as many times because failure is learning. You understand what is working and what is not working. Like I did, like I said, you learn from every decision. There's a decision that you make and a decision that you do not make. The same thing goes for failure and winning. You know, you understand what's good and what's bad. That's life. It really is just life. So the one thing, again, you know, that you could take from anything from this podcast is just to be confident in the things that you do, just like faith, you know, like faith is young, you know, like to grow from 10 subscribers to 627. That's incredible. That is so awesome. Like to see. So shout out faith. If you want to go check out our channel, uh, I'll leave a link in the description as well, because I thought it was so kind of her to kind of like reach out after uh, a few years and just kind of like talk about like what has gone on in her life. Basketball player, by the way, on the rise, you know, just like 2000 even isn't like a lot of people in the grand scheme of like big YouTubers, like Mr. Beast at 56 million, dude, perfect at 56 million. I think Jimmy actually is over 60 million right now, but dude, perfect. I know is like 56 PewDiePie, a hundred plus million. Insane. Like, 2,000 is like nothing to that. But it's still something. And that's how I think a lot of people should look at it. No matter if you have one subscriber, no matter if you have 10 subscribers, no matter if your view gets one view, no views, you still put that video out and you still have a fan base. And you learn from those videos that don't get any views. I remember in our Jack podcast, episode 9, where we talked about, like, old videos that Jack was in. Like, Jack was in old videos of mine. Many people don't know that because I definitely hit, like, a new audience and have a new uh, general fan base. But I really didn't connect with my fans back then. You know, I'd get view, I'd get videos with, like, 30 views. 
I now hit 30 views within like the first hour of posting. And it's just slow, snail-like growth. You may not, you see it when you compare A to B, but you do not see the journey from A to B. That's the lovely part. And that's what we even talked about in Julia's podcast, episode 12, where we really only get to experience A to B with an Instagram post. You know, especially hiking. You don't know that it took six hours in a torn shoelace in a, in, a, in a poked hole in your water supply to get up there just to go take that photo. You don't know what that journey's like, and that's, that's why I really want to document my journey because I only get this opportunity once, you know, to live my life the way that I want to, and not to say that I'm just going to, like, go bad shit crazy to, like, do, like, whatever I feel like, but... Within reasonable terms, I kind of just want to live life to its fullest potential. That's the biggest thing for me, you know? And I get a lot of time when I'm door dashing just to think and to read and just to write things down. You know, like this this thing finally hit 18 pages, you know? And it's just like little thoughts of mine, you know? So as big as as big as I am, I always dream bigger, dream bigger better, you know, and learn from those certain strategies that I implement, learn from those certain editing tricks that I implement. And it's just about learning. And that's what I did over the freaking quarantine break during, not even quarantine, quarantine. I kept freaking posting and those videos were so bad. There were some good videos, actually low key though. There is some good videos like the downtown tour, the swimming in 30 degrees, uh, the road trip. Great video. Fudge, that road trip, oh my gosh, that road trip is amazing. That 30-minute long, like, road trip documentary, absolutely insane. I remember editing that, and I was like, oh my god. Like, we've been here for, like, nine minutes, next, like, 12 minutes. And then, man, it was a great video. If you guys haven't checked that video out, oh my god, add that to the queue. Add that to the queue, baby. Treehouse, Strangers, and the road trip. Oh, man, that road trip is amazing. That happened last year around this time. And I happened to pass through Leavenworth, which isn't too far from here. But it's also decently far from here. But, um, yeah, I have uh, really just been indulging my life. And even, like, I take take advice and just learn from people who know better than me. I watched uh, the Full Send podcast with the Nelk Boys where they interviewed Shaq, where he just talked about, like, if I'm the smartest person in the room, there's a problem. There is a problem. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, like I just want to learn from people that know more than me. And not to say, you know, not to say it's more just a metaphor. Like not to say that you can't learn from people who know less than you. But I want to learn from people that know things better than I do. You know, like if I stood in the room with somebody with 2,000 subscribers, like, yeah, I could probably also still learn something from them. But if I were also in the same room as Mr. Beast, (laughs) <laughs> you know how much more I could potentially learn. It's all about potential and what what you really suit and what you really find to be your biggest motivation, your biggest desire. You know, like if you're talking to people who are at the same level as you, your growth may not be as extreme, you know, and I just want to learn from people that know more than me in general. So kudos out to all those people who know more than me at this current point in time. And 
again, you know, like I even look back at some of my old videos. I'm just like, why the hell did I post that? You know, like I knew I could have done it way better. And that's the new me talking about the old me. I wouldn't be at the new me if it weren't for the old me. You know what I'm saying? There was something like a Dude Perfect video where they're doing like a top 10 worst videos of all time on their channel. Now they unlisted and like didn't post. But there was, you know, they're like, they even said jokingly where they were like, you know what? I wish these videos were never on the internet. But at the same time, they weren't at the same point that they are if it weren't for that, those videos. You know, it's that butterfly effect. If you take something, change something in the past, even change something now, it could lead on to something so bigger and so drastic like that. So it's uh, it's an interesting inquiry to think about. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm really just always intrigued about talking about the podcast and talking about things that are going on in my life. As you guys know, you guys know me. I like talking about my life. I like talking about the things going on in my life, such as my Spartan race. Oh, oh, oh. I'm a Spartan. Poon is a Sparta. Yeah, that's, uh, that's like exciting. You know, I got to compete in my first ever Spartan race. I didn't even get to like share like what happened in my Spartan race, because right as we got back from that, we recorded the Kid Judo episode, episode 11, and then we recorded episode 12 with Julia, and I never had an episode in between there to kind of, like, touch on what went on. So, I guess episode 14, this is prior to my race. My race is on the 12th of September, so make sure to follow me on Instagram again at I'm the Real Jared because I'm going to be posting some Instagram photos and Instagram stories so you guys can kind of come to the race with me. And I'll be posting a TikTok vlog uh, of the race as well. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, something exciting to look forward to. September 12th. Shirtless Jared. Rip Jared. Somebody's winning that race. I, I'm joking because, <laughs> like, like, I mean it like 10-ounce glove. 10-ounce gloves, no headgear. Somebody's getting knocked out. That's me trying to say shirtless Jared. Rip Jared. Somebody's winning that race. Because somebody's going to win the race regardless. But, you know, all the training that I've been putting in over the past month, even from my last Spartan race, is exponentially better than what I've been putting in prior to. Even the five weeks prior to racing, the training that I'm putting in now has been light years ahead of what I've done in the past. Like, the five weeks, yeah, I was structured for, like, very beginner-esque things. But I I signed up for a CrossFit gym not too long after my first Spartan race, and it just had more things than kind of what I really wanted to do. You know, we do a lot of burpees. We do a lot of, like, ab stuff, core stuff. And not to say that I wasn't doing that, but I'm just doing it better. I'm doing it better. I'm doing it in an environment that, like, really suits that type of build and that type of mentality instead of going to Planet Fitness. N- nothing wrong with Planet Fitness. You know, you guys have been catering to my to my track life for the past three years, so shout out Planet Fitness. But... I, I, it's a little bit more specialized for what I need. 
Carrying the sandbag was dreaded without training for it. Doing the plate drag was dreaded without training for it. The Alice ball was dreaded without training for it. Like, you just really can't train for it. So, like, by the time I got through the first three obstacles, the four-foot wall, the rolling mud, the six-foot wall, the Atlas ball came up. Oh, my God. Legs dead immediately as I picked it up. Have to carry it 40 feet, 20 there, 20 back. Go run a bit more. Do the plate drag, which is, like, another 20 feet of dragging, another 20 feet of pulling, which killed my legs even more. Go up this uphill. Oh, my God. I Terrible, man. I did not like that. And then we... Go through the bucket carry, which also I did not train for, but luckily it was relatively light, so I just kept pushing. My legs are already dead, so. (sighs) Then we go from there, from the bucket carry, to the inverted wall, which I really, really enjoyed. Really, really easy. Upper body, I really trained heavily because I knew it was my weakness. I knew it was very much my weakness, right? So I trained for it. I like arms are bigger than they have ever been. My back is more ripped than it's ever been. I'm just like, damn. So that's been really fun. And then when we went to the inverted wall, which is kind of like a fence, but like slanted and you're like facing the backside of it. So like you're climbing backwards up like the, yeah, it's really weird to think about, but regardless, um, that's what I did. And then we go over to the spear. No, we we go from the bucket carry to the spear throw, which I failed. Uh, so I did my 30 burpees, not too bad, because it kind of gave me a rest. Then we go into the inverted wall, and then we go into the vertical cargo net. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right, because then there should be four obstacles, the rope climb, the monkey bars, the barbed wire, and the helix by the time we hit the sandbag. Yeah. Barbed wire was really fun. It was just really slow. Couldn't move super fast. Rope climb, I messed up, but I still completed it. I missed the J-hook on my feet. Um, Then, uh, Helix was super easy. Monkey bar, super easy. Just kind of like agile. Just kind of get across. Really easy. Sandbag, straight up hill. Two hills. Straight up. With a 60-pound, 70-pound bag on your head. And boy, does your neck hurt, your legs hurt, everything hurts after all the obstacles that you've been through already. And you got to climb straight uphill. So we did, I did that. That took me my longest, like three, four minutes. I could have easily got under 45 if it weren't for that dreaded sandbag, Gary. And then we climb up another hill without the sandbag. After we complete that, we climb up another hill, head up to the multi-rig, which is just a whole bunch of rings. Easy. Then we climb descent, or no. Then we go to the Z-wall descend back to the final three obstacles. I think there's an obstacle missing in that first section there that I missed. Um, and then um, we go down and we then complete the uh, dunk tank. Easy. Dunk tank was pretty easy. Then we uh, we move into the... Dunk tank, slip wall, Hercules hoist. Hercules hoist was a bitch. I did not like that. Because it got slippery at the very end. Like, mind you, it was a little hard, but I get slippery at the very end of my hands. And, oh, my gosh, I could not grip at all. And so I almost dropped it. And that was a no-no. You got to go do burpees. So I was, like, geeking the frick out. Completed it. 
And then we go into the A-frame, which is just climbing up one side, incline down the other. So it's an, it looks like the A. It looks like an A. I'm going to see if I can log into my Spartan because I, want, I feel like I missed an obstacle that was, like, semi-important. Not that important because I, I forgot it for a reason. But regardless, this next one is in Snohomish. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah. I'm just I'm just excited, you know, like I've definitely put in the work, definitely put in more work than I ever have to become a better Spartan, become a better athlete. And like I said in my video, it's just like there was a gap that I wanted to fill and I enjoyed the process of the very first Spartan race ever. And now we're going to the my next one, right? I came 48th overall with a time of 4604. And I'm really happy with that. You know, like my goal was under an hour, hour and failing no obstacles. Mind you, I did fail one obstacle, but it's not bad. Like I, I really, really enjoyed the process of basically all of it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, so four foot wall, rolling mud, six foot atlas, uh, plate drag, bucket carry, spear throw, inverted wall, vertical cargo net, rope climb. Yeah, I had an older monkey bars, barbed wire, helix. Sandbag carry, multi-rig, Z-wall, dunk tank. Oh, I had them all. Slip wall, Hercules hoist, A-frame. One, two. Well, that's 20 obstacles. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe I just had my numbers off. Uh, no, I had all of them in order. Yeah. My favorites. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my I'll tell you my favorites, and I'll tell you my three dreaded ones, okay? Um, my favorites were both the walls. I kind of combined those. The walls were super-duper easy. I really also like the inverted uh, inverted uh, wall. That was really fun. Uh, monkey bars and helix were really fun. Multi-rig. Any of the swinging things were really easy. Z-wall was easy. But, uh, yeah. Sandbag carry, least favorite. Followed by rope climb wasn't bad, but I just I didn't do it. Actually, I put... I would put... I'm going to put uh, the dreaded... Achilles hoist at uh, second to last, first to last, second to last. Um, yeah, first to last, and then rope climb only because uh maybe that or plate drag. I didn't like either of them. It was it sucked. It sucked doing that. So you know what? We get better, and like I said, your weaknesses become your biggest, biggest uh fear for your competition. That's the biggest thing. I've been doing this for an hour. Let's go. Really, really excited just to kind of share more about that post-race. Uh, you know, like I said, I am a Spartan. Let me explain. I'll be able to explain after September 12th. So, again, make sure to go follow me on my Instagram at I'm the Real Jared and my TikTok at I'm the Real Jared, J-A-R-E-D. And I'll leave a link for those uh in the comment section of this video, as well as the description as well. I got to put a lot of stuff in the description. God damn it. I got to make a mental note. <laughs> um, beyond that nation. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching episode 14. Let's go. I'm super duper excited. Uh, ironically enough, I haven't even recorded episode 13. So we're just ahead of the game. We're light years ahead. Like I said, we're thinking ahead. We're just like, you know what? 13, bad in some cultures. We're just going to skip it. It was a, it was the day that me and my ex-girlfriend got together. The 13th of March. Because she wanted to. <laughs>
<laughs> no, it's okay. We're chilling. We're chilling. That was like three years ago. So two years ago, two and a half years ago. So suck it. Uh, beyond that, you know, we're growing. Remember to uh, hit that like button and subscribe. We'll see. Well, not will. There's nobody here. I'm all alone. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm all alone in a tree house. All by myself in the middle of the woods. It's dark outside. Um, Yeah, anyways, we'll see you guys later. Have a great one. Remember to check out more podcast episodes. Remember to love and live and love and love. And I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.